Hello and welcome to Your True Self, a podcast about real-life stories of transformation, navigating life, and being able to show up in the world as your unapologetic self. Here, we'll talk about the ups, the downs, the ugly truths, and the magical moments that we all experience but often feel we can't share. I'm your host, Certified Transformation Coach and Mentor, Jackie Rogash. I'm going to share with you how I was able to heal my trauma and move from barely surviving to thriving and ultimately embracing my imperfectly perfect self. Because I know the power of community, I'll also be bringing special guests along for the ride. Throughout these conversations, we'll speak about the different factors that support us during our own personal transformations, including healing, resilience, mindset, connection, and so, so much more. So strap yourself in because it's time to discover your true self. Hello, beauties. Welcome back to another episode of Your True Self. I feel like it's been a little while since I did a solo episode. And when I was thinking about what I was going to share with you and what's been going on with me, the biggest thing that I've noticed and witnessed in myself is my struggles with my body image since being pregnant. And knowing that this isn't a topic that everybody wants to hear about, I did ask my Facebook group and it was a strong yes. So that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. Before I do start, I want to acknowledge how grateful I am to be pregnant. And I genuinely am. As someone who always thought my conception journey would be difficult. I'm really blessed for it to have happened the way it has. Unfortunately, so many women struggle with conception and miscarriages and I certainly don't share what I'm about to from a place of disrespect or being ungrateful or to make anyone feel bad. I wish that every single person that wanted to have children were able to and were able to do it easily So as I said, you know, to be in the position that I am is something that I am honestly so, so grateful for. So what I've been experiencing is interesting. You know, I've always been conscious about how I look and I think that comes as a result of always being extremely active. Exercise, as you know, is a huge part of my life. So I've always had an athletic body. Sure, I've been told at times that I'm too muscly and at times that I'm too skinny, but I've never really struggled with how I've looked. You know, maybe I wanted to improve my aesthetics or improve something else and know, like, as I said, I'm conscious about how I look, but I haven't struggled with how I've looked. However, since being pregnant, there have been some days that I've really struggled with how I look, with how my body is. And if you don't believe me, you can ask Chris. I'm sure he'll tell you that I've been a little bit of a nightmare at times. (laughs) And what I'm going to share is the three main ways that I've struggled or the three things that I've struggled with the most. And then I'm going to share with you what I've been doing as part of my self-love practice and to come back to me. So rather than letting my nasty inner critic show up and rule me, you know, I have been consciously doing things to support myself. So what have been my biggest struggles? Firstly, putting on weight despite doing all of the right things. Now, what are the right things? 
who knows? But this is what I'm talking about. You know, my diet has changed a bit since before I was pregnant. Before I was pregnant, I followed a fairly keto-based diet, so high fats, high protein, low carbs. I know that this diet isn't for everyone, but it really supports me. I feel better when I have fewer carbs. And as I said, you know, even when I wasn't doing strict keto, I still had few carbs, like very few starchy carbs. Being pregnant, I obviously need to make sure that I'm having a balanced diet. So, you know, there is no diet really. I have still been training a bit, but going in and out of lockdowns in Melbourne, you know, in the middle of winter has meant that training at home some days has been, let's say, a challenge, difficult to do. You know, obviously my energy levels aren't the same as they were. I don't have the motivation of, you know, attending class and seeing people. And then there's the matter of not being able to do everything I used to do. You know, I used to love going for walks or a run and stuff like that, and I can't do that anymore. And that's totally okay. It's just about adapting. And again, this is contributing to this whole putting on weight despite doing the right things. Then there's comparisonitis. And this is not the right thing, but seeing some people who are pregnant who literally do not put on any weight except for on their belly, like it's just you look at them and you wouldn't even know if they didn't have a belly. And, you know, with that, my arms and legs are growing. My butt and legs grew pretty early on, um, got a bit bigger. And while I didn't feel like my legs had changed that much, I tried on some baggy pants the other day and couldn't get them over my thighs. So obviously things have changed. So that's been my first one, you know, putting on weight despite doing the right things. The second one is my belly. Now, this is double-edged, right? And a part of me, if I'm totally honest, feels like a bit of a dick for saying this, but my commitment to you is to always be honest and vulnerable. So here goes. My stomach has always been one of my favorite features. You know, growing up playing the saxophone, I learned to use my diaphragm or breathe through my diaphragm properly at an early age. And being sporty, I've always been blessed with a very flat stomach and sometimes abs most of the time. (laughs) But being pregnant, the biggest thing that changes is your stomach. So rather than looking in the mirror and thinking, you know, I'm slim or being comfortable with how I look, I sometimes see this huge chunky person that I'm not used to seeing and it's been a challenge. And as I said, I feel like a bit of a dick for saying it because on the flip side, I'm growing a beautiful, healthy baby, you know, who is growing and to be honest, I'd be, pretty, I'd be pretty fucking worried if I was approaching my third trimester and didn't have a belly. So as I said, it's double-edged. You know, I love feeling bump with a baby and, you know, having that beautiful connection there. But when I look in a mirror, you know, that's when the inner critic can be really loud. The third way, and this has probably been the hardest element to work through, I don't feel sexy. And, you know, Chris is amazing. He tells me that I am and he's in absolute awe of my belly. 
You know, he loves touching my belly. He loves everything about it. But as a female, being heavier than normal and I guess having my body change so dramatically doesn't make me feel sexy at all. And I was watching Eleanor Hadley do essential dance on her Instagram the other day and Chris asked why I don't do that for him. And to be honest, the thought of jiggling my belly around trying to be sexy, not even knowing if I could move in the same way that I used to, made me think of a hippo rolling in the mud. Like I was just like, oh, my God, that would be enough to put anybody off. And this probably isn't true, right? And this is probably my own, well, it is my own stuff to work through, but that, you know, feeling sexy element is sometimes not there. You know, the walking around in a bikini, obviously we're in the middle of winter, so that's not happening, but to walk around in my underwear or walk around the house nude or whatever that I used to do, I'm really conscious of. And if I'm honest, it's a little bit upsetting. And again, I know I'm growing a baby, but in terms of feeling sexy and getting aroused and wanting to be completely naked, yeah, there's some resistance there and it's it's tough. And I don't think I expected to get this emotional talking about this, um, but it's obviously a big part to who I am and as females we want to feel sexy, like we want to feel comfortable in our bodies. And, again, you know, I know that my body is changing and it's going to continue for another three or so months and I'm growing a human and my body is doing amazing things And I know that after I give birth, it'll change again. And while I have no doubt that my body will return to resemble something similar to it was pre-bump, the truth is it'll never be the same again, right? And again, that's a blessing. And it's, I guess what I'm working through at the moment is being okay with that, letting go of who Jackie used to be or what my body used to look like and really embracing everything that my body is doing for me now. And I think that's a really big part of, you know, the process I've had to go through. And I will tell you, I'll tell you a funny story. One of my closest friends when she was pregnant would sometimes tell me that, you know, she felt fat and disgusting and I would always yell at her. I'd be like, what are you talking about? You're growing a baby. It's not fat. Like, it's beautiful. You should be so proud and just embrace it. And I rang her the other week and I was like, I need to apologise to you. She goes, what are you talking about? And I said, I need to apologise for yelling at you when you were pregnant and you said that you feel so fat and disgusting. And she goes, so how do you feel? I'm like, fat and disgusting. (laughs) And we just had a laugh about it. And again, she goes, I, she was talking to another friend about it. And they said, oh, you're going to get so much bigger yet. She's like, thanks. Thanks so much. So that was her advice for me. And um, again, just a little bit of lighthearted humor in that moment, but having obviously never been pregnant, my appreciation for the changes that happen within us wasn't there. So for all of my 
mama clients and friends, I really have found a new and deeper level of appreciation for where you are now and how you feel about your bodies during and post-pregnancy. You know, in a society that promotes skinny people or skinny bodies, it is so easy to compare ourselves with how we used to be and forget about everything that we've been through. Like forget about all of the miracles and magic that our body is actually doing in growing a human. So I think maybe that's been my biggest lesson in that, you know, and I've always told my clients, you know, not to compare yourself to who you used to be knowing that you've given birth. But now that I'm in the situation, I haven't given birth yet, obviously, but it's like, oh, okay, I get it now. So what have I been doing to up my self-love, appreciation, and to get out of my head? Firstly, daily gratitude. You know, I speak to what I'm grateful for and what my body can do. And I also speak about me as a person. And sometimes gratitude can be one of those things where people just write down a list of things that they're grateful for, but don't actually really feel it or mean it. So whenever I write down things that I'm grateful for, I always make sure that it is something that I'm genuinely grateful for that day. And that might mean that, you know, every day is different, you know, because if I'm not feeling that genuine gratitude, I'm not going to write it down. I'm not going to write it down just for the sake of writing it down. So leaning into that daily gratitude and taking the time to pause and really think about what it is that I am grateful for. The second one is every time bump kicks or hiccups or moves, stopping to appreciate how amazing that feeling is. Other than when it rolls over and I feel like bumps about to burst out of my belly, that's super uncomfortable. But whenever I do feel a shift or a movement, I pause and I put my hand on my belly and I close my eyes and we have a little chat. And as I said, when the hiccups come, it's even funnier. But that is part of my process, like being really grateful for movement, okay? It lets me know that bump's okay. When I get out of the shower in the morning, I make a conscious effort to rub moisturiser on my belly and on my body. So it's a whole self-love ritual, you know, giving myself some time and attention and being really present when I do it rather than just like slapping it on and heading off, making the conscious effort to rub it in intentionally, like rub moisturiser in intentionally. I have a thorough skincare routine, which can very easily go out the window when you're in lockdown, but it really supported me or it really supports me just to give myself that time and attention, right? So moisturising my body and, you know, taking care of myself really. The fourth one is moving my body. And I shared that this is part of my struggle, but it's also my saving grace. While, yeah, I can't run anymore and my walks need to be short and slow, Um, I can't do muscle-ups or push-ups or planks because of my abs. Um, I have a whole plethora of movements that I can do to support me. And some days it'll be a circuit. Other days it'll be Pilates. Some days it's stretching. I might go for a ride. But there's always something that I can do to move my body 
in small doses and make sure that I'm not sitting too long. Even just standing up at my desk as opposed to sitting down all day really, really supports me. And I'm very open about this. If I don't train for a few days, I'm a real moody bitch. Like I just get really agitated and short and a little bit grumpy um, to the point, you know, my parents, if I'm grumpy, mum will always ask me, have you trained lately? (laughs) We're like, no. She's like, yeah, you should go and do that. (laughs) Like, no worries. Thanks. So moving my body, moving my body is really, really important for me. And then the last one is reminding myself that being pregnant is the greatest gift. So I said I have endometriosis and I had surgery when I was younger. So I always thought conception would be a really difficult journey for me and it hasn't been. And I honestly put a lot of that down to the inner work that I've done, you know, the healing that I've done, the self-love that I've created for myself and, yeah, the work that I've spent on me over the last five, six years I honestly believe has supported me to get to this point and to have an easy conception. So to cap off the five ways I've been upping my self-love is daily gratitude. You know, every time bump kicks, stopping to appreciate that, making a conscious effort to look after myself by applying moisturizer and body scrubs, moving my body and reminding myself of how lucky I am. So whether you're pregnant or not, if you struggle with body image, rather than focusing on what you used to look like or how someone else looks or what you should, in air quotes, look like, start leaning into what you're grateful for. You know, these five practices are for anyone. Anyone can do this, not the kicking part, but the other four parts, you know, you can lean into that every day. And You can also look at how does your body support you? You know, what does your body allow you to do? How are you taking care of your body? And what are you grateful for as a person, not just your body, because you are so much more than what you look like. You know, that's the exterior element, but, you know, the internal internal element of who you are is so much deeper and so much more complex than what you look like. So lean into that, be grateful for everything that you are and that you have. You know, true self-love is total radical acceptance of who you are as a person, not what you look like. Yes, we all want to look good and we all want to feel good, but even on the days where you don't feel great, you can still love yourself and anchoring into that is going to serve you far greater than standing on the scales every morning, okay? You know, anchoring into all of the gifts that you have as a person and your strength and the qualities that you have is going to support you far more than looking in a mirror comparing yourself to other people or who you used to be. And if you're ready to find radical self-acceptance of yourself and discover what true self-love is, I wanted to let you know that there is only one way that you can work with me this year and into next at this stage, and that's through True Self Experience. True Self Experience is my six-month group 
coaching immersion to fast track your personal growth so you can shake off self-doubt, become more confident than ever and transform into your true self. TSE is my signature group program where my community discover more about themselves than ever before and learn to embrace every single part of themselves. I'll be opening enrollments for TSE at the end of September, start of October, but if you want to save $500, be the first to know when the doors open and get access to some epic bonuses, you can join the waitlist now. There's absolutely no pressure to join TSE by being on the waitlist, but as I said, you will be the first to know and you also get that cash savings. And if you're ready to lean into that self-love, I would absolutely love to support you. Close out what has been a bit of a tumultuous year for a lot of people and welcome in more abundance, joy and play than ever before. The link to join the waitlist is in the show notes below. But I hope you have enjoyed this episode. It's been a little more challenging to share than I thought it would have been. But as I said, my commitment to you is to be honest and to share my real life experience along with other amazing humans. So I hope you have a beautiful day and I hope that, you know, no matter where you're at in life, you can take something away from this episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of Your True Self. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Jackie.Rogash or through my Facebook group, Inner Transformations with Jackie Rogash. If you love this episode and don't want to miss another one, I'd be so grateful if you could hit subscribe and also leave a five-star review so more people have the opportunity to hear this podcast because you just never know who needs to hear what we'll be sharing. Take care and stay true to you.